this clip right quick of this guy, Michael Evans, who is the president of the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I think it's Alibaba, the Alibaba Group. It is a multinational technology company. Um, Chinese, it is a Chinese multinational technology company specializing in in e-commerce, retail, internet, and technology. It was founded in, it was founded on the 28th of June, 1999. And what is this, Hanzu? Uh, it says the company provides consumer to consumer business to consumer and business to business sales services via web portals as well as electronic payment services, shopping search engines, and cloud computing services. It owns and operates a diverse portfolio of companies around the world in numerous business sectors. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because he was this guy, Michael Evans, the president of this company, was at the World Economic Forum bragging about how through technology uh, they will be able to, or individuals, this is what he said, individuals will be able to uh, monitor their carbon footprint. So you see where this is all going. You see where this is heading. Um, it's heading towards that agenda 2030, you know, uh, climate change, climate crisis. That's going to be the big one. As I've been saying, you know, there's a few big, um, false flags that are going to take place and that's going to be a big one. Um, it's going to be some big catastrophe. And before I go off on a rant, I'm going to play this clip, but, um, this is what the elites, the so-called elites, the globalists are openly bragging about this, about this technology that you will be able to monitor your carbon footprint. I've said it before, I'll say it again, the pandemic was nothing but a test run for something bigger. They were getting you used to six feet apart, being non-essential, okay, being, you know, lower. In other words, you are lowering, lowering your value as a human being. And that you should only take a certain amount of steps per day Right. Remain inside. Because that's what you were doing during the pandemic. It was a test run. It was it was getting you used to the idea. So anyway, let me play this clip right quick so you can get get it from his own mouth.
And you see that I'm not lying. Here's the clip. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Folks, I believe that we are just a few years away from a major climate change, climate change false flag. I believe they're going to use their weather manipulation technology to create some kind of major weather storm. And they're going to use that as an excuse to enforce these, uh, whatever this technology is that he's talking about, that you're going to have to monitor yourself and you can only go outside for certain periods of the day, certain times of the day. Remember during the pandemic, they had curfews. And they were even saying this during the pandemic. Um, you know, they would kind of chuckle a little bit and say, yeah, you know, the the pandemic is is sad and we're losing lives and all of that. But then they would turn around and make little little smart little smart ass little comments saying, but it's good for the environment. There's less cars on the road. Some of you may not remember that, but I do. There's less pollution. If there's one good thing that the pandemic has brought about is less uh, is, is environmentally uh, uh, friendly. Yeah, man. So I believe that that may be, I think between that and a, <laughs> and a fake alien invasion, I don't know which one's going to come first. Um, I've been talking about that on the Invalid Truth for a while now. Um, between false flag climate crisis and some sort of fake-ass alien invasion, one of the two, I, I believe that those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Um... And if I had to take a guess, because it's Agenda 20, 2030, we're going to see one of those things happen at least by 2027. At least. I think they're going to continue to push. One of the things that they have to do they have to to um, figure out a way to get the guns out of the hand out of the hands of U.S. citizens. That's their big hurdle. That's their big. That's the thing, and, I, and I've noticed this because you know I watch these people when I get into their mindset. One of the things that is really 
effing with them. Okay? The, one of the things that is really irritating the globalists, right? And I'm trying not to sound all, you know, uh, Texan, you know. But one of the things that really gets under their, under their skin is the fact that I believe there's 300 million guns in America probably registered. I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. And that bothers them. Now, with all the weaponry that they have, they could do a lot of things, right? Um, but it still bothers them that they know that there's a chance that people could put up a fight. They want the United States to be like Australia. Have you seen what happened to the people if you were watching Australia during the pandemic? They were absolutely uh, just brutalizing the people of Australia. I mean, people were getting thrown to the concrete just for being outside. During the pandemic, it was bad. They didn't care. Pregnant, they don't. They did not care. Why? Because Australians gave up their guns some time ago. I'm just being honest with you. Um, they know that they cannot have. They cannot have their new world order with America standing in the way. It just can't. Not the way that they want it. And it has nothing to do with politics or or anything else. It's just the fact that U.S. citizens have guns. And another problem that they're having is I'm noticing not not a huge majority or anything like that, but there's certain... Uh, left-leaning individuals are now buying into the idea of purchasing a gun. Because they can see that shit is hitting the fan. And something, you know, in their mind is saying, hey, uh, I might want to be prepared, right? That's how they're thinking now. That's how certain people are thinking now. So... What I'm saying is, in short, I believe that what the what the globalists are doing is they're game planning, they're strategizing, they're looking at this going, okay, we need to take the guns out before we before we implement these real draconian laws. How are you going to tell a, a nation that's armed with that many weapons? that you can't come outside past 10 10 p.m. You know, it's hard to do that. You can do that to Australians, you know? And that's what they were doing. They tried it. um, I remember in New Jersey, they had like a 10 p.m. curfew. And um, even the hoodlums, (laughs) the thugs, 
were in the, they were they were basically telling the cops to go fuck themselves. Excuse my language. And I remember I posted a video um long time ago. This is like during the early parts of the pandemic when they tried to pass that that curfew, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Um, they were outside and they literally they actually threw a block party. This is like in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in New Jersey. And the hoodlums, the thugs were outside saying, fuck you, this is my neighborhood. I represent this shit, fuck you. You know how they talk. So the cops could do nothing but just stand there and look stupid. The whole neighborhood said, go fuck yourself. What are you going to do about it? You're going to arrest the whole neighborhood? Good luck. So this is the problem that the globalists are facing. Okay? This, this is a thorn in their side, and they're trying to figure out a way. This is why you got all these mass shootings. And there's going to be more. They are game planning, war gaming, and strategizing, trying to figure out a way to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they're trying to find a way to um, not just take the guns away, but um, I guess label all gun owners, for lack of a better term or better words, all gun, gun owners as terrorists. They have to figure out a way. It, they have to set up some kind of false flag, a big one. It has to be a big one. Because these, these mass shootings just aren't getting the job done. Because what people are doing, they're seeing these mass shootings, and they're going, damn, that's tragic. That's so sad. I feel sorry for the family. But I'm not giving up my guns. So they're going to, the elites, the globalists, are going to have to pull off a big false flag, a big one. It's going to be have, it's going to have to be as big as September 2001 in order to, and they're going to have to have the right president in office, a bunch of, uh, deep state people in Congress. It's it's the only way, and everyone's gonna have to go along with the program across the board in order f to make that happen. And that's gonna be the real civil war. That's when the shit's really gonna hit the fan. But they need that has to happen. This is why I'm saying the times we're living in is so dangerous. They're not going to stop. That's why I see people um, laughing at, you know, oh, they're all happy and celebrating because Elon Musk took over Twitter or whatever. You must get it through your head. These people are not going to stop. They did not come this far to stop. This is a generational thing. 
These ideas, this New World Order idea, was passed down from generation to generation. This is what they believe in. It's a religion to them. It's not just something that they do. They actually believe that they are elite. Okay? They are not going to stop and they are going to find some kind of way. That's why it's so it's so dangerous right now because we know 2020, excuse me, 2030 is fast approaching. We're halfway through 2022. When you you really sit back and think about it, they want this to be established by 2030, not after 2030, but by 2030. So they basically have seven years, less than seven years, excuse me, to get this done. So whatever it is that they're going to do is coming in the very near future. It's a very dangerous times. I'm telling you. Very dangerous. And they're going to find a way. They're going to they're going to have and I'm trying to be careful with my words here because um that's another thing that I've been wanting to say um at some point uh you know, what you're saying, you're going to start getting knocks at the door. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're fast. Well, listen, just think about it. The Biden administration, uh, the, the FBI is targeting parents for protesting at school board hearings, school board meetings. That was unthinkable about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have imagined it, that parents wouldn't have the right to speak on the behalf of their children. Look at how far we've come. Remember, it was Agenda 21, then Agenda 2030. What happened in 2020? Pandemic. Boom. So where are we now? We're preparing for Agenda 2030. That's where we are now. It's coming. Something big is coming. I'm telling you. And they say, again, oh, man, all you do is is, is you're fear-mongering. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm telling the truth. You know it. I feel like people know it. I feel like uh, more than likely, if you're listening to me right now, you, you you're smart enough to understand. Agenda 2030 is real, but they can't accomplish that unless they pull some major false flags. These mass shootings are just the beginning. Okay, it's just it's just the um the advertiser. You 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 haven't 
gotten to the, the big shebang yet. It's just like before September 2001, you had all of these little bombings here and there. You had the Oklahoma bombing. You had random acts of violence. But then, boom, September 2001, the big one. The big one hit. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm looking at. And I'm, I'm saying that at some point, they're going to pull the big one. All right, as far as these mass shootings go, um, as everyone knows by now, you know, there was this big mass shooting in Texas, and um, apparently the shooter posted on Facebook that he was going to shoot up a elementary school. I believe they said it was 30 minutes before he did it. Um, so my opinion on that is, you know, this, this dude is probably, you know, mentally ill, possibly even, who knows, MK Ultra, who knows. But um, we've had these mass shootings. I think we've had three within like the past two months, something like that. And I expect that to ramp up especially the closer we get to the 2022 midterms, right? Because the deep state is desperate. They're in panic mode, and they're going to roll out everything, you know, everything. Uh, they're not going to leave any bullets in the gun, no pun intended, but they have no choice. All right, they're in panic mode. Um, so Beta Boy, um, Beto O'Rourke interrupts, uh, Governor Abbott at a Texas presser. And this is coming from the Gateway Pundit and says, sit down, you sick son of a bitch. Gun grabber Beto O'Rourke interrupts Texas presser following the mass shooting. Says Governor, um, Greg Abbott held a press conference on Wednesday morning Following the horrific mass shooting in Texas on Tuesday, it says here, Governor Abbott was discussing the situation and giving updates when gun grabber Democrat Beto O'Rourke interrupted the presser. You know, always, you know, that's what these people do. They always, you know, he's, he's, he's challenging Abbott. So now this is his opportunity. Like, hey, look at me. Uh, so anyway, Abbott was flanked by several state leaders on the stage. It says when Beto started shouting and pointing at Abbott, one member on the stage started screaming back at him. It says an official screamed back, sit down, I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch to make a political statement at a time like this. They don't go for this, excuse me, they don't go for those sick Democrat politics in Texas. Beto was whisked away by security and left the room a few moments later. So anyways, um, this is going to be a talking point for the Dems. Um, and my thoughts on this is expect more of this, expect more 
I hate to say it, but you can expect more of these type of events, uh, these mass shootings. Why? Because they know that the people have gotten to a place where they don't support uh they don't support this lefty I- I- ideology anymore people have, a lot of people have woken up to it even in the black community so what's what's happening is they they're in a position where they need something that hits home nothing hits home like a mass shooter um russia ukraine doesn't hit home okay um, the monkeypox thing, they, they're trying to drum up fear, but it's not really working. So what's scary about all of this is, you know, I believe, this is my personal opinion, that they have a lot of sick individuals um, that they have uh, that they can utilize people that have, whether you want to say they're MKUltra, you know, under psychological mass, uh, massive hypnosis, that they can roll out there. You know, people that are drugged up, and they can get these people to do a lot of sick things, okay? I expect this. I expect it, especially because this is just June. Just think about it. I was saying that, August is going to get nasty, but it's just June. Technically, it's May, but going into June, going into um, August, you can expect things to really ramp up. The closer we get to the midterms, things are going to ramp up. And I expect, just giving my opinion, I expect for something to go boom, things to go boom somewhere around September. I'm just giving you my opinion. I hope it doesn't happen, but I expect a major event because I don't want to say the word. Y'all know what I'm what I'm alluding to here. I expect something to go boom somewhere around September. I'm sorry. You know, it's just my opinion, and I'm not trying to sell you fear porn. I'm not one of those guys. I'm telling you from what I see and what I'm looking at, and I'm going, Russia, Ukraine didn't work for them. The monkeypox, fear porn isn't working for them. People have gotten over the pandemic bullshit. Um... They don't really have anything, you know, the January the 6th thing, nobody cares about it. People are looking at their their um their wallets, their pocketbooks, um, food prices, gas prices. They don't care about any of this. They can they can report 24-7 January 6th committee this January 6th. Nobody cares. They need something that hits home. Something like a 2001, right? 
if you know what I mean. Again, it's just my opinion. It may or may not happen. I pray uh, that uh, maybe I'm I'm just, you know, a little annoyed here, a little paranoid. But I don't think I am. It's just June. You've had three mass shootings. You had... The, the subway shooting, the Buffalo shooting, the Texas shooting. We haven't gotten to August yet. I was saying things would ramp up in August. I was saying that at the beginning of the year. Because what I was thinking was, I said, okay, it's going to be a major event, some kind of big, situation, right? I'm trying to choose my words here. Um, and they would run that story from August through the midterms because they have to find a way to demonize. Uh, I, I hate using the right, the right cause you know, in that whole right left paradigm, but even independence, if you're an independent, you're basically a right wing extremist at this point. That's what they're going to call you. They're gonna label you that anyway. Cause I'm an independent. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't side with either party. And I get called that all the time. I had someone um send me a message on my website uh last year. They were, man, they cussed me out, called me right wing uh what did they call me? A right wing terrorist or some shit. Cause all I did was report on the on the on the vax, and they went absolutely nuts. If you're not a far left communist, they're gonna label you a right wing extremist. There's no such thing as being in in the middle. That's the way the deep state has pushed everything over to the far left. The label of right wing extremism, or right wing extremist. It's very important to them, and especially coming up in these 2022 midterms, which is why I've been stressing that I know that they're going to do something big, something major, and we all know it. Um, that's why, you know, people say, you know, you, you put out a lot of fear porn. You put out all this, you know, negative. What about the positive? Um, I'm just looking into the future as much as I possibly can. And I'm thinking like them and I'm saying, what would they do in this situation, in this scenario? But they've shown us already. They've shown us already. They've, they've shown us. All you have to do is look at the past. Remember what they did January the 6th. They ran that into the ground. So you don't think that they would create another situation, scenario like that? They had federal agents there. Agent provocateurs were there. You don't think they're going to, they, what do you think? They've lost their agent provocateurs? You think they're no longer there? Of course they're there. And they have them at their, uh, 
they, they have them um, locked and loaded and ready to go, and they can deploy them at any moment. All right, they were comparing January the 6th to 9-11. I mean, let that sink in. Sometimes we we tend to kind of just like, they're so crazy that we kind of like, we brush over their insanity. Like we, we don't, we don't really let certain things sink in. There's nothing that these people won't do. All right. So I expect, I expect, I highly expect that at some point, maybe in August, something's going to go boom, maybe even September, something's going to go boom. Um, Kamala Harris was, uh, I believe it was either on January the 6th or shortly thereafter. She was saying, these dates, we must remember December the 7th, 9-11, January the 6th. This is all they have left. They've lost the trust of the people. The people don't trust them no more. They can't even control Twitter anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do they have left? They have nothing left but to create another false flag. But the, the thing is, is that they're so desperate. And I, like I keep on saying, when people are desperate, when, when people are in this situation where they have nothing to lose and they almost, not that they have nothing to lose, they have everything to lose, which is even worse than having nothing to lose. They have everything to lose. They're going to go all out. And I would like to give a, you know, to put out a little bit of hopium, but I'm looking at this situation from their point of view with, um, with, the, with the Clinton trial, or I should say the Sussman, you know, um, dorm investigation going on. Who knows what could come out of that? Um, and with the 2022 midterms, they're like a team that's down by seven points at the 50-yard line. They're going to throw a Hail Mary. They're going to throw a Hail Mary. You know, there's, there's just seconds left on the clock. They don't have time to run a quarterback sneak. They don't have time to hand the ball off to the running back. They're going to throw a bomb. All right, pun intended. All right, that that pun was intended. That's what I'm saying. Something's going to go boom because it's all they have left. They don't have anything left. The more we expose, the more desperate they get. The more desperate they get, what do they say? Uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. I would be prepared. That's all I'm going to say. Man pointed a gun at a newscaster live on the air, and it's coming from the Daily Wire. A man pointed a gun at a Chicago television reporter and her crew Wednesday as she delivered a live report on gun violence in a shocking incident that has gone viral. Again, this is from the Daily Wire. 
Police in the Windy City are searching for the man who appeared over the right shoulder of Joni Lum as she stood on the corner of Clark and Hubbard in the city's River North neighborhood. The man pulled out a handgun and pointed at the news crew as they taped Lum's report. For Fox 32 TV's morning newscast, Good Morning Chicago. Well, that wasn't a good morning. Um, anyway, the um, mayor of Chicago, Lightfoot, the worst mayor in history. Uh, this is what she said. What I want to do is make sure to reassure the public that our downtown is safe and we are taking these specific steps to make sure that our downtown remains safe. Worst mayor in history. Period. Um, and she has the nerve to be running for re-election. But that aside, um, Chicago is a nightmare. And it is like the Wild West out there. And it's been like that for a long time. They literally call it Chirac. And I stress this all the time. The reason why I get on Chicago so much is because it is the epitome. It is the place, the one place you can point to and look at and say, this is what happens when you have a democratic socialist power state. Right? And what I mean by that, I know it's a city, but I'm saying um, it is completely taken over by Marxist socialist rulership. And they have decimated and crippled that city. And it's an embarrassment. I'm going to say it again. During the George Floyd protests, which was supposed to be representing Black America, supposedly, police uh, brutality, you know, bringing awareness to police brutality. The, uh, Chicago set a record for murders in a 24-hour period during the protests for justice for George Floyd. The protests... turns into a bloodbath. Imagine Black Lives Matter protesting for black lives to matter and in that same protest a record was set for black lives being taken in a 24-hour period. How embarrassing is that? But no one's talking about it. I heard nothing about it on the news. A record set in a 24-hour period in Chicago. Unbelievable. I, I, you know... 
it's just amazing to me. And this kind of stuff right here, this man flashing a gun on television shows you that this city, Chicago, Chicago is just, it's almost beyond repair at this point. What can you do at this point? And they said, you went through the whole Obama administration. You went from Democrat mayor to Democrat mayor to Democrat mayor. At some point, man, somebody's going to have to crack down. At some point, it'll be the only way. Gang violence in Chicago is ridiculous. Unreal. It is the epitome. It is the poster for what it looks like when you have a broken down society. But yet these same people are screaming Black Lives Matter. Get the hell out of here. Matters to who? Do you know how off your rock off off your rocker you gotta be the flash of gun? And it's probably an illegal one. At a news reporter, live live on the air. He flashed the gun at her and her news crew. You know, so anyways, you know, I just, just one more. That's, that's another feather in the cap for Chicago. Another embarrassing moment for Chicago. They, when when Trump called it a shithole city, they were like, "Oh, you can't say that. That's racist." Well, what the what the hell? What is it? What is it? What what do you call it? What do you want to call it? You want to call it a nice, safe environment? That's not what it is. That's not what it is. And the Democrats play this game with the black community all the time. They This is what they do. Baltimore, Chicago, D.C., L.A. This is the game that they play. They break down the black neighborhoods, destroy them, and then they come in and play hero and say, just vote for us. We'll make things better. And they don't. And then when conservatives say, look, you, you got to get tougher on crime. They say, oh, no, you can't do that. That's racist. No, what's racist is letting. I don't even know how many black men died during that George Floyd protest by other black men, by the way. That's racist. Letting black men just get murdered, record numbers every year in Chicago. That's what real racism looks like. Just sitting back and not doing anything. That's real racism, but they don't want to talk about that. 